Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Mark Wahlberg. And things wouldn't have went down like they did if I hosted my favorite podcast, Hey Fam. Hi, this is Tom Cruise. And your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to listen to this really, really great Sandspans radio podcast. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. The Disgusting Brothers. They're back. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're um, the podcast rebrand. Yeah, we're now going by the Disgusting Brothers. We are climbing our way to the top of Australian media. <laughs> who is the Australian Logan Roy? I was going to say, who are the, the Rove Australian? McManus? <laughs> who's the Australian Disgusting Brothers? Well, already? that's us. Fitzy and Whipper. Fitzy and Whipper, yeah. Um, Cheese TV, maybe. Oh, yeah, right. To yeah. dial it back a little bit. Maybe, but yeah, who is the Logan Roy figure? Of Australia? Us, I mean, it's easy da- for us Darryl to say Summers. Rupert Murdoch. It's Daryl Summers, you're yeah. right. I feel like, yeah, like Disgusting you said. Brothers, Ozzy and Dickie. Yep, yep. All right, let's do the whole succession cut. Red. <laughs> Red is like Tom. Oh, okay. Or has yeah, he got yeah. more like pizzazz? I think he's definitely, Red's definitely a sibling. Yeah, Red, Wilbur are siblings. Yeah. Wilbur gives me Connor Roy energy, <laughs> don't you think? Like he's happy doing his thing. Uh, the, the Connor Roy's running in politics, what we're talking about, and the best time uh, right Wilbur is wailing on the sax. Yeah, for sure. I see that. Um, Shiv is whichever uh, female host. The Tracy co- Marie or something. Tracy is that her name? I don't know. Anne Marie. Joy. Joy. Tra- Joanne. Joy. Joy. Joe. Joe. Joe Beth Taylor. No, she. Yeah, had that, that that would make sense. Or Sonia something. Sonia something. Joe Beth Taylor was a definite like. Host of Australia's finest Joe Beth Taylor was a definite baddie. She was a de- oh man, she was. I mean, certified honey, <laughs> certified lover girl. Uh, Wait, I mean, she was the host of Australia's Funniest Home Videos, and also before that, she was the host of whatever Channel Nine program showed all of the Looney Tunes shorts. Yeah, they had like a fri- uh, like an after school show. That's how like yeah, you would basically get like uh, sexually assaulted by Daryl Summers on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Yeah. Then you would do that, host. That push you hush money and go like, now you're... Now you can introduce the, the bun, Bugs Bunny shorts. Now you have to like, talk to children who aren't in the room with you and act like a fool. And then eventually you would get funniest home videos. Yeah. It's like... A, it, and it's very succession. Like, that's what you do. You start off in parks. <laughs> you know, you get sexually assaulted on cruises. Yep. Then you work your way back up and eventually you it's run true. the company. The, Cousin the, Greg, uh, Plucky D- Duck. Dickie Nee. <laughs> Just... Dickie uh, Dickie Nee's got two... He's two on the ball. Dickie he literally nee, is on a ball. Yeah, Dickie is. Nee is uh, it's, it was uh, basically all you see from the audience's point of view is just a hat and a mullet, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's literally a ball and a stick. I just a got a greater a load on my phone. It's a little um rubbing salt in the wound. It's a the PlayStation app has just said that uh, a Japanese rail scene j- journey to Kyoto is fifty uh, percent off right now. So I, today's the day I finally get my PlayStation fixed. <laughs> 
<laughs> I might be spending a lot of money doing it, but I'm saving money on the Kyoto. Oh, I mean, especially when you get all these also, posts of me funny, being in Japan. I'm going to post a lot of train content over the next three weeks. You're going to want the train simulator. One of my fondest Japan memories is when I went to like one of their like incredible arcades. One of the, it was in Hiroshima. I forget what what it was called. It was near the Hiroshima Parko, but it's they had the Fastos the, the Fast arcade. They had the entire um. Uh, yeah, it was the Fastos's uh, Fastos Fastos's fun zone, <laughs> and it was like the amazing setup was. I think I sent you video. I, mean, I like I I was I I definitely sent video footage of it to you, and you're in like four OLEDs are around you, and they're like the same fun oh, as yeah. a JR train, and you're just like going at a you're, you you're, you're just like running driver. a nice speed like yeah, you're not yeah, about exactly. going fast. It's about <laughs> stopping, and I went like the Yamanote line. It's about, it's about c- calmly stopping. Yeah. Yep. Being on time though, Being on time, absolutely. Um, respecting signal lights, you know, and like I, I went from Shibuya to um, Harajuku to Shinjuku. I was just doing the Yamanote, and I was like this, and it was like one of the best moments of my life. And that's when I like you could re- it could be you, you could just you're well, no, two you're, o- two OLEDs away from recreating that in your living. You know, room. like to be a train driver in Japan, it's like it's like being like a firefighter here and like a lawyer essentially. Like you have to like you. It is like one of the hardest and most respectful jobs to get. Mm. Like and and, and I kind of love that, uh, but yeah, Daryl Summers is Logan Roy, <laughs> definitely, and the rest just you know, you got, you can work out the rest. Dickie reminds me of um, Hugo, you know the guy that pops up in season two onwards about parks. He's too mild. He's too small a character. No, but he's kind of like got a big head. <laughs> he's got like a small frame and a large head. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if that's Hugo. I think he has to be one of the core characters. I'll I'll let you know who's who you go. <laughs> looking for, we got we're going to try and record about six episodes of Hey Fam today. Yeah, so. there'll probably be half the cast will be dead that when uh this is. But oh, half the high hair cast, great, perfect, or at least in half jail. the succession cast. But yeah, as I mentioned, I am going to Japan very soon, and um and so wait, we're, who, we're, we're wait, trying wait. to bank who is who is um Harry Connick Jr. who the famously people? called out. Yeah, no, Ameri- uh, no, Kendall Roy. You think Kendall Roy? Because you know Harry Kendall's Kendall like performative, Holding like my dad's bad, like you know how he's doing that. To what like, about the politician that Shiv works for? That could be Harry Connick Jr. No politician that no works one successfully for Shiv is, uh, called Tony out Abbott Roy's. on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Okay. Who's Who's Lloyd from Entourage? <laughs> who's gay in Succession? Maybe Roman. Sure, okay, potentially. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. But I see Kendall Roy being Harry Connick Jr. Like making the. I mean, obviously, you know, call out um, systemic abuse, call out racism, but also doing it. With like essentially a press gallery around you, I mean no, that's what Harry. I think Harry Connick Jr. like deserves an accolade. Oh, for, but so for, does Kendall for calling out that. Like that's what I mean. It's like he didn't do it with like he just happened to be on TV when he called it out. It wasn't like he called his publicist to make sure it was. But what okay. I what I propose to you is would Harry Connick Jr. have called that out if cameras went rolling? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think I, so. Are you sure? Well, how do you know? Do you know him? Well, no, because the, the camera stopped rolling, and then he, as soon as they came back from commercial break. Like Daryl was like, "Oh, well, we better address this." So he did. He did bring it up when the cameras weren't on. But if and there was no TV rolling. show, what if he brought I'm, it up? Don't try and drag the great Harry Connick Jr.'s name through the mud. I'm not dragging. I'm just getting you to like maybe stop. You know, um, uh, Mandela affecting. <laughs> this is legitimately what happened. I know it's what happened, but what I was saying is, if cameras weren't rolling, if this was they not weren't go- rolling though, we've established. But this. it still went to air. This thing's not live either. Hey, hey, Saturday is famously not shot live. Hmm. But so they, like, they finish the segment and then they go away for a bit and they come back and Daryl Summers says, oh, I was just talking to Harry and, and, and you're not happy about what, that last segment. And then he calls it out. 
It's pretty he, amazing that he asked, like, to explain. Yeah. Why oh, he didn't like... Harry, can you explain what racism is Why he didn't Australia? like eight uh, middle-aged white Australian guys with Afro wigs, shoe polish on their face, and was like, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> yeah, if you look up... I think if you just Joe Google, Taylor hey, tried hey, telling it's me racism, that, that, that the first link will be a, a news article to, to, to when that happened. Yeah. In, like, the mid-2000s. It was, like, 2010 or something. They should put that on one of the fucking... Like, own the history of it. He put Harry Connick Jr. on one of the um, Australian... Bills of money Give him $10 a note I'm surprised he's not like Hosting Australian Idol Or The Voice or something Like that seems like Something he's he, There was actually, a backlash People hate is him he? Is he? I actually think he is Harry Connick Jr. Watch I think he is hosting something I'm sure he's hosting something I don't know if that's in I'm Australia I'm pretty sure he's though. in Australia though That's crazy yeah. Welcome back What's he gonna call It should be like Harry Harry Connick Jr. calls out yeah. The bullshit Harry Connick JR. Him just going after the anti-woke media. Australia, yeah, he's host of Australian Idol. I knew that rang a bell. That's fucking crazy. That, that, Harry's that shows- feud with Kyle place, uh, blamed on chair placement. So he's already getting in his... Fu- Look, I think, I think call-out racism is amazing, but I also think Harry Connick Jr. has now got a taste for like, okay, I'm going to call out shit every I mean, this time. is like a decade and a half since then. and he's- Kyle Sanderlands reveals the truth about his feud with Australian Idol judge Harry. So Harry's like obviously got no problem with Australia. He's coming back and taking more of that piss weak dollar. That's so funny. He also like... Look at that shit. <laughs> he's not really a known pop star anymore. Like no one knows I only no, he's whispered your his like, biggest hit was I I just whispered your name or whatever. Twenty five years Which ago. had like a fucking saxophone. A Wilbur from Hey Hey would have loved it. There are so many great Hey-Hey. local shit press stories. Like the words Harry Connick Jr. gave to Australian idols Harry Hayden. And it's probably like I don't know who anyone I don't know who that is, but it's probably Fuck, like You know what you know what Harry Connick work. Jr. was in? Independence Day. Yeah, he was in ID four. I call it goaded. Remember that? Remember all the branding when that movie came out was just ID four because they were just like kids hate words. Let's make this fucking thing cool. Let's make it sound like a maybe like a a, a strain of flu, but also like a like a skatewear brand. ID four blew my fucking mind when it was I incredible. saw it. it was, I saw it, it was, at the, the Edge Cinema in the Blue Mountains. With the edge. I saw it while edging um, the Edge, uh, but the Edge Cinema is like a, I guess like the, the precursor to IMAX. Um, except oh, when they I showed see, a regular movie, it would just be like in the middle of this giant screen. So like it would just it would just watching the Independence Day surrounded by all this blank empty space. Uh, but it w- it went hard. Loved yeah, it, loved that movie. Um, Edge ran so IMAX could. But look, if you, if you like movies with the word four in them, you're going to love this episode because we're going to be talking about John Wick four, chapter four. It's called chapter four. Chapter it's a book, four. the Book of Wick. Mm-hmm. Chapter four. This is the books that you read. I read books. You read books of, of pictures. pictures. I read books about mov- that are movies. That are movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but if you read the screenplay, that's kind of meeting in the middle. Before we get into that, I want to... Uh, oh, yeah, you have a bag. I, I love to start an episode by giving you a gift. You're so generous. Like, you're, you're very generous. I'm feeling very... Okay, well, uh, I'll, okay. I need to what, I'll, I'll start by being reverse generous because okay. I, I saw this in my house the other day. I realized you gave it to me. So you're and doing... I'm, and look... Harry Connick Jr. won't like this term. No, is this you can't a certain say type it. of giving? <laughs> uh, so I'm giving this back to you. You gave this to me when you went to Japan a long time ago. But oh, okay. this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me no, deciding. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> this is, it's an Iron Man fridge magnet with, uh, with like Fujisan. Jap- <laughs> Japanese iconography. It has Skytree. And that's when I went to the Infinity War thing I was telling uh, you about. At Tokyo Skytree. So that's Skytree there and Fujisan behind. Uh, we don't, I'm actually giving it back to you because we don't have a magnetic fridge anymore. Sure. I have nowhere to put that. And I thought maybe you want to remember when the MCU was worth anything to you. Yeah, no. I mean, this was Infinity War. This was peak. Anyway, remember MCU because we're going to get back to that very soon. But first, your other actual fran- favorite franchise, my favorite brand of Japanese mints. Oh, I got you amazing. your two favorites. They're so, beautiful. Like, wow. So they're, they're Star Wars limited edition Mintia mints. 
um, MI, What's interesting MI is NCIA. that they're characters from the prequels. Like, well, so they have all like all the characters. You, but you can want get prequel. Kylo one. Yeah. Well, you said you wanted Anakin, and I, so I, I was like, thank I you so much. Can't just get you Anakin. No. So I had to get you. Uh, and look, they go together. See the like, see the Kenobi. see the line being drawn between the two sabers. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Fuck and I love those boys. It finally happened, my friends. Something that we have been wanting to happen for months now. Jamie uh, Kennedy finally did a cameo. <laughs> no, something that we've both had our eye on. One of us had to get it, and so I obviously you need someone to protect you while I'm overseas. And I can think of no one better <laughs> I don't know what this than is. White Panther. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my god! Okay, well, this is uh, why don't we have joint custody of this? Yeah, sure. Shout out to our, our, our listener Tim who found this uh, found this for me. Um, oh, I love that he comes with like an axe for one of the like Navi characters. Is it a, a, a tumor? Is that I think? Yeah, no, oh, that, that's tumor. one of the um. Oh, okay. The water people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, he comes with one item, which is great. It's a so gun. We're, we're actually we're talking about uh, Ever, oh, we're the talking Everett about- Ross Mar- Marvel Legends action figure. <laughs> Um, this is crazy Because yeah. I think like Yeah now that we've stopped Collecting Son of the Mask Merchandise Now we we're just moving on to MCU characters Unremarkable un- Yeah uh, Well we've got Kingo already We have a Kingo <laughs> Kingo action figure each Yeah um, You gave me the The key ring of Taika Waititi's character From Lightyear Yeah The and like guy who's Probably got two dads <laughs> And What's the Oh yeah and Oh and of course Tomorrowland started George Clooney's thing. character From Tomorrowland Action who's figure just, Character's name is George Clooney from Tomorrowland I just, That's like the funniest thing I own I love just hiding it Somewhere <laughs> around my office um, This is amazing This is like really I, I'm, I'm loving Everett So Ross. yeah I've got so many Of these figures You need one Would too. you say Everett Ross Is um, serving cunt In this Absolutely <laughs> It's a bummer He's not coming With dun, um, dun, dun, his dun, airpods dun, 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 Or like a yeah. red hot Chili peppers ticket stop Or jo- like a jogging Alternate outfit That's amazing so I'd say like Lowest tier Marvel character And yet in the first movie, I quite like him. He well, yeah, because you relate to him on a, he's, on he's a like, level that... He's like Anakin. <laughs> but you relate end. to him on a level. You're like, why is this character like... Why am I feel so safe around him? <laughs> why, 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 do I, why am I really relating to this white character? Oh, I get it now. So, um, I, I was bummed he wasn't in Infinity War. I thought he would have been fine just hanging out in Wakanda. Yeah, true. Like going for Rachel Dolezal, you know? Like getting it's like, just, it's like maybe so like some braids like in his hair. They gave him something to do in this second movie. He's so useless in it. No, he's not. He um he, he drives to like the kitchen of his ex-lover's house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, they, oh, yeah. and they talk. So I think that's like actually really important for that's Black true. Panther Wakanda yeah, Forever. Yeah. A movie about grieving the lost king. I think it's really good that we see him drive around a bit. Yeah. And says stuff like, I'll handle it on my end to like... The black women in charge of the movie. I think they just like give him a fake job to do, so he feels like he's like a white guy in the CIA is still important in twenty twenty two. Yeah, fully. Um, yeah, so look, that, that's going to be your protector. That's awesome. Anytime you want to, like, you know, he he really loves it when you put red hot chili peppers on the stereo. They're they're gonna have to melt these down. He'll take a bullet to for like you. to like maybe build sets for the future movies now that their VFX stuffs all in the like. Man, we are gonna get into like what the fuck is happening. With the MCU now, like, Kate, like Feige, Feige's like probably he's he's been. Know, look, I, I said to you last night, he's probably lost so much hair that his hat has a bald spot. Yeah, now. he's had his balding. He like when you you know it's like Icarus. It's anything. It's like you, you're flying close to the sun. You're gonna have to come down sometime. And and like and no one knows more about Icarus than Kevin Feige. No, who produced the Eternals movie with Icarus? Yeah, him. literally. I mean, that was a a recce for him. But yeah, it's like I know we've been dunking on Marvel a lot lately, but. 
Damn, I mean, the fact we're talking about John Wick 4, like all these things like... Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Tides be turning. Chappie 4. Chappie 4. That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> John Wick assassin is the South African robot. John Wick versus Chappie. Chappie, I think, deserves a rewatch just because of how batshit it is. I remember... I don't think you've seen that, have no, you? I haven't and seen we're talking it, no. about a few episodes yeah, ago yeah. where, uh, you know... Diane controversials uh, <laughs> controversial uh meme group or whatever what would you call them like Zef novelty rave yeah trio. novelty weird rave not even a trio they're a duo a duo right Yolande and ninja <laughs> that's so funny that like within a t- 10 year period there were two ninjas yeah, and the world just kind of let it happen neither of them japanese no <laughs> one south african one swedish like i don't think you could get even that, that's probably like the most furthest away from Japanese. Fully. South Africa is pretty like, you know, they've got a bit of a patchy period with relationships. Just a bit of a patchy. Black people, bit, bit much like Japan. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I see that. But Sweden's even more. Oh, Sweden kind of got the master race thing going. Actually, I, you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> they've, they've all got some kind of base level racism in <laughs> yeah, their, uh, all of their cultures. Um, Are you looking forward to being like a uh, token white guy on several train carriages? Oh, no, it's like a fucking holiday period. I'm gonna, oh, gonna you're going to be like... Be like token Japanese the, guy. Yeah, token yeah. Japanese guy. Um, They're yeah. going to be getting the hell We're out like of We're like in the middle of cherry blossom season. So yeah. it's going to be... Golden be, week. Absolutely. Heck no, we leave before. It's, it's, oh, yeah. I made sure we booked just after spring break, which ends this weekend. And then um, we leave the week of golden week. Yeah, which is a, not a great time to be there. Everything's closed. Well, yeah. It's busier because yeah, exactly. all the Japanese folk are... So hopefully, hopefully I planned well, but I doubt it. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's going to be... Crazy packed. Um, this morning, though, we got a quick little look at um, Breath of the Wild 2. What's AKA, called that? It's called uh, Breath of the Wild Chapter 2. <laughs> Chapter 2. Thank you. I was actually <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> what the fuck's it called again? Um, it's called Tears, Tears of the, of the Kingdom, Kingdom, bitch. It rolls right off the tongue. Um, and no, it does. I loved, you know... Totka. The, I love the like all, all of the glimpses we got at Breath of the Wild back in the day. How like you would get just like these tidbits of information that would just blow your mind. How is this going to be possible? But that was remember like the big thing was like you won't believe that like the the things that you can see in the background you can you walk can climb to, them. to and you can exactly. ride to. That was like the big. You can pick up anything like the way you you don't have a locked in weapon. You're you're constantly like all that stuff was so mind blowing. I remember at the time, and this shows how old. Um, this shows how old Breath of the Wild is Like it's like Almost seven years old Like it was being called Skyrim Remember? Like that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. big comparison Everyone's like Wow Zelda's gone Skyrim And yeah. like You know Then you know We've now seen that Flipped into um, uh, Dark Souls has gone Breath of the Wild But, but I, I think like When that game came out Of equal importance Is like the game's Physics system The weapon system yeah. Like all of the different Abilities that Link has On his iPad It was Single handedly The most revolutionary well, most evolution that a Zelda game has had, but it was also, in a way, the closest thing to the first ever The Legend of Zelda on NES. Like yeah. that sense of, I can go anywhere. This, but obviously the NES was restricted by physical, literal physical space and like vision and stuff. But yeah, it was. It, it really, remo- you know, you read all those stories about like when Miyamoto was a kid, he would like walk around Kyoto Mountains and stuff. Like it made you feel mm. that was like the game he wanted to, to. I've locked Archie into when we're in Kyoto, we're going to walk, make do the pilgrimage to the Kyoto to the Nintendo building. I love that the I did that with my father, and now you will be the father yep. in that scenario. Yep. Yeah. If you and if Archie's anything tor- like me, Rob, Rob passed the torch. Yeah, and you got to leave at five a.m. Just go there at like get there at six a.m. It's just yep. a beaut- and there's a good um conveni next door where I was sucking back a Kieran uh coffee in a can, but it was during the 
peak Force Awakens stuff. So mine had Han Solo on it. Oh hell yeah, everything yeah. was Star Wars themed. It's just the, it was the greatest. Um, I mean, everything might be Mario movie themed. I mean, when I'm there, I, I'm not sure. I don't know how how into the movie Japan is. Yeah, look, uh, we don't know, but we'll talk about. We're going to see it next week, mm-hmm. and we will let you know if we think Japan is uh, into this film or not. But they are definitely into uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And the big kind of like shocker moment was that one of the mechanics that you have in this new version, is in this, in this sequel, sorry, is uh, you can fuse items together. Well, to I like to call it the uh, Legend of Zelda Nuts and Bolts. Oh, Remember the yeah, Banjo-Kazooie game Zoe. where you built... But that one you could only make cars. This you can make seemingly anything. Yeah, but I mean, it's taking, you know, a fifth, like that... You know that game is old. I just, I, I do you remember that E three for um, Skyward Sword where um, Miyamoto tried Pulled to out. show off all of the stupid shit that you could yeah. do in, in Skyward Sword and it was just so bad. Yeah, it, it was like embarrassing. Oh, it was like we no- music level. Of, nothing like, worked and like he wasn't. It wasn't really set up for him to like show it at the, no. at the most like. A, uh, appealing moment of the game And from the get-go Skyward Sword was just It looked like such a huge step backwards I thought um, Even though Twilight Princess came before it But like I was just like Why are you making games look like this When Wind Waker is right there Like yeah, Wind totally. Waker is just like A gorgeous, beautiful game And it seems like You know, Twilight Princess It's fine It's overstuffed They made that game Essentially as a compromise Because people got like boners Over the... Uh, GameCube Legend of Zelda demo and then when Wind Waker was revealed, you know, it wasn't even everyone, a demo, it was like a trailer teaser. Yeah, it was like yeah. a demo showing like a demo software, reel. Like a it was reel, a demo yeah. reel. Yeah. And then everyone got sad when Wind Waker came out because it, it looked good. Because it looked incredible. So they literally like Twilight Princess exists. That was the original um The Rise of Skywalker, uh, a game made because of fan backlash that shouldn't have mattered. And then, you know, Skyward Sword was like always this. In between, it was like, oh, remember, remember, remember when like all the uh, early buzz was coming out and like concept art. They're like, we're, we're going to make it look like um, a Renaissance paintings and Rembrandt. Yeah, yeah. And then it didn't. It was just an excuse for like uh, the, the Wii's like shitty graphics. <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah, but I thought that the way that Aonuma showed off all the new abilities that Link had was just so effortless. It was such a smooth, yeah. like fun to watch video. Yeah. And... It's kind of like what you would do play if you had ten minutes in the booth playing it at an E three or something. Like, it was but like just, yeah, like he just showed like really well. Like oh, you can make a boat. Yeah, and and they did the great callback. He's like, oh, you saw in the previous trailers, he was in a hot air balloon, a, a boat, and a vehicle. You these are actually not in world items. You make them. Like, like he showed that was like such a-, a cool Nintendo thing to be like, oh, the thing you thought was oh, Lynx doesn't need a poner anymore because he has a cart. I like, no, no, you build these things. Yeah, and I love that. Like yeah, like they showed off a new enemy. Um, and then all the different ways you can take it down. I love that at the beginning it was like, oh, you've got to fight him with a stick and then the stick breaks and I can immediately feel like all the people that hated the weapon breaking yeah. stuff. Going, They're going, no. But it's like now you can fuse with a rock. You can, yeah, just put, make a big hammer. You know that like YouTube is going to be making videos about this game for 15 years. Like, you know how Dude, every time I fire up YouTube, I still get breath. Like, I'm 33 things. so many people like, oh, I'm a bit annoyed that like this didn't really wow me in terms of like this mechanic about? is so fucking game it's changing. It's a game like, changer. And I think it's going to require you to play it for a lot of those naysayers for it to like kick in like he's only scratched the surface oh they're purposely not showing do. us anything yeah. like the coolest thing was you know think of those useless items you get in breath of the wild that you kind of use um like while crafting things like monster items monster like eyes. Like and the- now you put that on a bow and arrow it's and a, a homing, homing like, oh, like god that's advanced. that's some kojima level shit it was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. weird out the box stuff um i like the traversing alone is going to change like this i'm, I'm so excited for this same game, man. It's i'm like, like, like may 12 what is or something yeah we got like 
No, it's uh, yeah, May twelfth. We've got like five. Six Dude, weeks. I like I like go to Japan, come back two weeks. It comes out. I mean, geez, <laughs> wow, that's a true. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's obviously directly linked. Wow, I love that for you. So you've been playing a bit of uh, still playing the Metroid remake. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a great time. And then I've been playing. Um, our friend Tommy uh, told me that I had to check out the Bayonetta Origins. Oh, uh, here it's fine. So. It is one of the shittiest openings to a game I've ever played. Tell me through a big chief. It's like extremely British, and this chick is the little girl is training to become. A Why witch. is it British when it's extremely Japanese? Well, like Bayonetta has a British accent. Remember how like the woman? Oh yeah, the the, the voice actor just putting on an English accent wanted more money. Um, but so it's like this little kid who whose mum is missing. She's trained to be a witch Hectic. and she's been forbidden to go into into a forest, but the game takes place in this magical forest. So you know you escaped the forest. Though, huh? To get to that point, it's the slowest slog of an hour. It's like told in like picture book style and it allows you to kind of skim through dialogue, but not really. Like it will read to the end and then it will like stop and then it will have you? You have to push a button again, and then it turns the page. It just like it takes such a long time to get too. into this game. But once you do, so the left stick controls like little ba- this little witch, and then the right stick c- controls like this big monster that yet you've summoned. And so it's a essentially just a really fun puzzle adventure game where you're playing with twin sticks. A little bit like that, that Brothers game that was on PlayStation and Xbox ages ago, where one. One stick controlled one brother, the right stick the other. Can't remember well, yeah, this one you have like, yeah. And like the, the monster can go some places that, that the witch can't and the wit, the monster can't go. If there's like Rosemary, he like hates Rosemary because it is like demons can't walk through it or whatever. So you've sure. got to figure out a way for the monster to come to you. And then you've got to like fight big bosses together. It is really fun once it get, gets going, but God, it takes a long time to get going. I was like, you know, when you're like, someone recommends you something and the whole time you're like slogging through you know, you're just like, what the fuck? My, my friend sucks. Yeah. Why did he tell me to do this? Was this a prank? <laughs> is this is this a... Is this a setup? Is this yeah, a... Yeah. It, where's the hidden camera? I'm being punked. Am I on uh, Jamie Kennedy's... What's it called? X... X'd? You got oh, X'd. Uh, Jamie Kennedy experience. Yeah, that's right. But it was, when you say that, you've been X'd? Yeah. Was it a Jamie Kennedy experience though? Uh, I mean, as far as I know, he's not on the voice, the vocal talents of this game. Oh, Yeah. What, but, what, what character would you have him be? Um, I've met three so far and none of them. Are you liking it at all? I really am now. Okay. But it just took a while. Like, yeah, like I said, I should preface it. It does get really good. And then like the puzzle mechanics of controlling both characters is really well does done. Does it like, feel at all like linked to Bayonetta? No, that's the that's funniest cool. thing. That's yeah. cool though. It's like, so, it feels so different. It doesn't feel like a platinum game at all either. That's so interesting. I, 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 see, I think they developed it, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's so out of left field for, for this to exist. How much is it? Like full price game? Uh, I got I was given a code, so I've got no Tight. idea. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's pretty cool. Um, anyway, let's take a quick word from uh, Angus's favorite president, and then we'll come back with <laughs> a little bit of John Wick Four talk. Let's hit it. Oh. <laughs> and now a word from our really, really great sponsors. Trust me, I know a lot about good deals, folks. And this is hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
It's a great deal. And we're back. Thanks, thanks, fellas. Thanks for that great product read. Look, we're going to note uh, Levens is going away with his family to, um, you know, live out his Everett Ross dreams as being what the only white guy in I'm a, gonna, I, I in a ch- monoculture. I, I'm doing the uh, the Everett Ross, Ross challenge, and basically yeah. what you do, you, you've got to jog while listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. in every country. You've got to be in a mono. No, you've got to be in a, a monocultural of country, course, sorry, and you're yes. the minority. So yeah. you're going to be cosplaying uh, there. You're going to be. You know, going to the Disneyland with their Avengers uh, University, whatever their theme park thing is, and standing around in your best suit, um, hair combed back, just looking like a CIA man. Yeah, I wonder if you could, you know, like, if, you, if you're like a white guy and, and who lives in Japan, it's you're going to get any Disney role you you're want. You're getting heaps of work. You could be Lightyear. You could be Captain Jack Sparrow. You could be Aladdin. That is- Do you reckon if I just rock up in a suit, people might go, that's Everett I'll take Ross. photos with you. Yeah. 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 I like that, like, there's two characters in the entire MCU. <laughs> who work in like, you know, the CIA and the army and they both white guys with the surname Ross, but neither of them are related. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. It's very like awesome for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not as awesome as uh, the Atuma arm that you're now the yeah, proud owner of. What are you going to do with that? Crazy. I stick it on things. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Shake its hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you finally saw uh, John Wick chapter four. I went on Monday night. I was like, it's about time. Yeah, I had, got, I had the fun of trying to talk about it last week with uh, without spoiling it for you at all but now we've both seen it uh, we won't get into spoilers straight away but uh what do you think official wick ranking for me is i believe i mean four is for me number one mm-hmm. then number one just because of like it's very much that star wars a new hope where it's a great standalone that does a little bit of world building and it's a, it could be a standalone film but anything in that some one from being at the top for me is the stunts get infinitely better Hundred percent. That's in why the, four is number one. Movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think for me, I'm a little bit more into two as well. I would probably, I, I probably, I've been thinking about it. Four, two, one, three. But I think two and one are tied. Four, one, two, three. I think. Okay. Just like three, I like, but it really loses me. I think like as soon as they leave New York and go to Morocco, and there's that stuff with Halle Berry, yeah. the desert stuff. I'm like completely. I'm like this is too bloated now. And the scenes in New York though that bet bookend that film. Awesome. Opening with him, like, running to the library, running to the, like, the equestrian center when he's on the horses. Then the ending where they, like, just take on all of the uh, high tables, people inside the Continental. Love that. But that fucking desert scene is, to me, worse than, like, some of the Italy scenes, which bore me a bit in John Wick. I just love when it's in New York. Like, to me, New York is John Wick. But, however... Four bucks the trend where I was like really into the globe trotting. All the globe trotting was sick. And even like the law, it felt more concise and focused. It was barely that. Like the law was like not a, like whereas the other ones, it's a lot of explaining stuff. This just doesn't really. It feels, everything feels very personal to yeah. John Wick's relationship to the characters within all the, all, all the different roles you're meeting as opposed to just like, you know, oh, this is the world. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so this was like, yeah, the, the, it's all been directed by this one dude, Chad, right? Chad Stalinsky. Uh, Chad Stalinsky. I, I like Chad. to call him Chad. Chad. Hollywood Chad. Has he done all four of them? Yep. Didn't one of... Didn't who, but who did Deadpool? Chad Stalinsky. So, the first movie, while it's credited solely to the Chad, it is actually a joint direction with the guy who ended up doing Deadpool 2. Tim Pool. And it's really funny because their careers are like inverse opposite. Like John Wick 1 to 2 to 3 to 4 is... They're all great films, I think. Mm. And it, like very original, action-based, awesome world-building. Um, 
and they're, they're they all glow up, but the other director, I forget his name, whoever did Deb, it's just like the opposite. Yeah, he did. He did Bullet Train. Yeah, which I I, I didn't mind that. That was refused fine. to see. Why? It just looks like a movie that should be out on DVD in two thousand and four as a response to Kill Bill. Yeah, but I kind of enjoyed revisiting that era. I, I don't at all. I was like, those no one cares about those movies. They they care about the ones they. Tim imitated. Miller. No, not Tim Miller. It is. Yeah, he's, that's who directed Deadpool. But the guy I'm thinking about is okay. Maybe I'm doing Deadpool two. Oh. I'm one upping you, uh, David Leach. Okay, whose right. films are okay? Get this. So he did co-director of John Wick. Mm-hmm. Then he did Atomic Blonde, which was like... Isn't that okay? I've, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. Then Deadpool 2, Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, Bullet Train, movie. and Fall Guy. What's Fall Guy? That's the one that's shooting with Ryan Reynolds now. Sorry, uh, Ryan Gosling now in Australia. Oh, okay, right. shooting. But Hobbs and Shaw... What's, and what's the one where Ryan Reynolds is in like a video game? Uh, Free Guy, <laughs> starring Taika Waititi. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, a lot of guy movies. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, it's a good day to, to guy. guy hard. <laughs> guy hard would be a good. good uh, yeah, so he's just had like kind of everyone's like comparing the two filmographies, and his kind of is a stonker. So all right, well, what's so Tim Miller? He did the first Deadpool. Yeah, different. This guy's <clears throat> not involved with John Wick. What then? He did Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, <laughs> he was the executive producer on Sonic the Hedgehog. This guy is kind of cool though, when, <laughs> when you think about it. And then he did uh, Love, Love, Death and Robots. Weird, weird, weird careers to follow. Very weird. But Chad Stileski, just like, I think a great career. So what did he do before John Wick? He was a stunt guy. Just a stunt guy. Yeah. Well, not just a stunt guy. He was a stunt guy. John Wick 1 is his directorial debut. Yeah. He's been in the industry for like 30 years though. But so John Wick was... He, did, he was famously Keanu Reeves' stunt double for all the Matrix films. Okay, yeah, stunt sure. coordinator, stunt double. They developed a close relationship. Um, and that's why like everybody's like these film sets are amazing because he's such a respectful dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so all he's done film wise. John Wick 1 to 4. Yeah. As a wow. director. That's yeah. crazy. And now he's either got a Rainbow Six film with Michael B. Jordan. Um, a high Highlander reboot with... Heavy. Uh, Henry Cavill And there's another project Oh and Ghost of Tsushima They're like One of the three projects He's going to do next He's done He said he's done With John Wick for a while Yeah And uh, when we talk about this movie You'll understand why uh, Should we get into spoilers? Yeah why the hell not? Okay cool well, If you haven't seen this movie It gets both the fanboys Thumbs up Oh huge thumbs up But, but like I, I put it on Like It sits on the mantle The same shelving unit I'm not too sure of Whereabouts uh, Things are placed On said shelving unit But it, it, for me It's next to like Top Gun Maverick Mad oh, Max sad. You've Fury taken down Road. Your Evangelion Christmas statues Oh I just had my Rental inspection today And I was like <laughs> I don't Like Michael Jackson's enough But two 14 year old girls Dressed as sexy Santas I'm like They will call the police on me That's So, so this is like A literal <laughs> decision So I've put up this 3D uh, Beautiful Ceramic Jar Jar mug Jar Jar Which Binks. I got off um, Which <laughs> I think you know, Landlords love Jar Jar Binks Well you know uh, Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar Binks Of course He, he approached George Lucas uh, and I reckon that would have sounded uh, I think it would have sounded a little <laughs> something like this. <laughs> Annie, are you okay? No. Uh, but you know, Ahmed Best has had a great week given his return to the Star Wars universe. So this is your tribute to him. Uh, this is my tribute to him. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Keller and Beck, Jedi John, Master, John Wick, uh, 
Joan chapter, Wick. Chapter four. So yeah, I, like I was saying last last week that like I think this easily has last like, week. Last week I was saying yeah. um, uh, that yeah, this has like probably the best the best action sequence of the entire franchise is the some Arthur of the best tri- action Arthur sequences tri- I've ever seen. And I love the fight scene between uh, what the the, the the stunt guy who with the gold teeth. The Scott Atkins. Scott Adkins, yeah. his character. I, I think that's like the best fight scene for me, and then the best action scene for me is the uh, the insane uh, fight that happens around the Arc de Triomphe. My my mine was the my favorite uh, fight scene was the I love the Miami Hotline, Hotline Miami, Hotline Miami, yeah. uh, Hotline Bling, Top Down, Top Down. That was just Isometric. like and again said to you last night, but I'm like that is the new Daredevil hallway scene that will oh, yeah, be, be referenced forever yeah. that will be replicated by so many things but will never ever come close to what i witnessed in that theater for the first time uh namely the ammunition he uses set people on fire which is just like i love that it's like man this scene already rules it takes a true visionary to say Do you know what's going to make it even better yeah that when they get shot they light on fire just like <laughs> superb um and i loved the any donny yen scene with i love the doorbells i loved I really loved that Osaka scene. It felt because it was the first time we'd seen like a lot of sword fights mm-hmm. in John Wick, and it, it turns out it rules. <laughs> it turns yeah. out the sword fight is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, hard for me to decide. Like I love, I then I lo- like this film. What I love about it, it covers the span of like kung fu, sword, energy, but then also like western draw energy with the end like it's just it's every type of fighting yeah totally and none of it ever feels too the, much the duel at the end is is, is amazing it's superb it's, and it's like the smallest duel you know if this is truly the end of the series it's great that it goes out with two people dueling not with like shitty old dueling pistols yeah, how good brilliant. is um uh fucking what's his name again clancy uh clancy, clancy yeah clancy brown clancy brown yeah in as like the kind of like elderly tom clancy brown yeah he wrote a lot of books um, yeah, no, he's great. It's kind of like the high table um, rep. And uh, full, we're full, fully spoiling it now, um, John Wick dies at the end of this one. Presumably John Wick dies, yeah. We don't see a, a, a body per se, which I think is, uh, you know, just some clever backdooring in case anything sure. happens. Yeah, yeah. But we, we see him slump and then we cut to a gravestone with a... It says John Wick, wife guy. Wife, yeah, Ultimate total wife, wife guy. guy. Yeah, this guy fucked. <laughs> Uh, definitely had sex, uh, yeah, and you know both both of them have said they they're happy to bow out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know it is a business. This movie made a lot of money. It's the highest opening for a John Wick film. And while you know the Wick verse will be explored in the Continental series and Ballerina, uh, yeah, it could it could be the end for mainline John Wick. Mm-hmm. Though I doubt it. I, kind I don't of, think it is. I, I would, I, yeah. I'd love it if it was. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not really looking forward to either Ballerina or... Um, I feel like give it all a bit of space now yeah. and, and then spin it off. Though but it is such a like great universe. It totally is. But just and keep, we've obviously let it, got let it the breathe. Rina Sawayama spin-off potential with the post credit scene. Yeah. Uh, with her exacting revenge on Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. I love that Donnie Yen's character is called Kane because he's blind. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, Donnie Yen... Not blind in real life needs plays great. Bears repeating, characters. but yeah. really good at playing the you know scene stealing blind guy in his films. Um. Uh, I loved him, man. I just think like John Wick is such a positive force for cinema. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like you know it is going to be that and Tom Cruise, which gets stunt work pushed over to the the like you know if you're like 
handing out awards for makeup and visual effects, like it still just absolutely blows yep. my mind that stunt work doesn't get a look in. Absolutely. High end awards. But I think that like it's the Wick, it's the Mavericks that are going to get and the Mission Impossibles. Like this year is just looking fantastic for films that aren't just part of a Disney phase of Marvel that, yeah, yeah. slate. You know, it feels really, really exciting. Good stunts in the Fast movies too. Yeah. I mean, that's in like two months. <sighs> So let me get this straight. So this year we've got well, Mission I got, Impossible I, got, I, know, I, got, I know, I've got one month in Japan. Yeah. Come back, two weeks, Breath of the Wild. Two yeah. weeks after that, we've got Fast, Fast, Fast 10. 10. We've also got then also in June or July, uh, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Damn. Reckoning. Damn. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good time to be alive. And then the Marvels at the unless, end of the year. Unless you're Kevin Feige. But then the Marvels coming out at the end of the year. Yeah, so that's huge. Yeah. That's, yeah. You've got Miss Marvel I, with her uh, handsy dad. Oh god! And you got Captain Marvel. You got Captain Marvel with which her, audience um, is Nintendo just Switch fully on board. Nintendo Switch loving Captain Marvel. Yeah, and then the 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 character from WandaVision who walked through the force field, and I I can't wait to see what all. Three uh, yeah, of them. I can't wait to see that great character fleshed out even more. If you can I'm going believe to see it, what they're cooking then then the WandaVision. Uh, yeah, this it just it it just keeps being like oh like. John Wick Chapter Four really felt like oh no these are the kind of movies that I would rather see on a big screen than. Like CGI bullshit affairs. The thing with like the latest slate two of Marvel is like visually there's very little difference between their television and cinematic offering. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's just like this super flat looking thing. Yeah. And John Wick is one of the like holy shit in four movies this guy's gone from directing a very 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 well made action film that looked good. I thought it had a like visual identity of its own, slightly stylized. This film is like. There are some shots where he just lets that shit roll for 20 seconds and nothing is really happening on screen in turn, but it's more about the color. The, the, like, the lighting in this movie is incredible. Like mm-hmm. this movie, you, you're going to be seeing this film screenshot and post it a lot on like film Twitter. Absolutely. Like it's some yeah. of the most gorgeous, like it, it, it's up there with like, I thought the Batman was one of the best looking last, like, like in terms of stylized color mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it it's it looks like like there are shots that rival Dune and the Batman, which I think in my mind are like some of the most beautiful looking recent films. And like yeah, that's the the, the groundedness of, of of a movie like the Batman. Like that is always more appealing than like how like the Marvel movies now just feel so far from grounded being grounded. Oh, and, like, and it's the homework too, as we always say. Like it's like if you get in now at like this level. You're just like, well, fuck. I gotta, yeah, exactly. I, I gotta watch ninety things before I get this. But the, yeah, the, obviously, John Wick's not grounded. We in this, we we presuppose. I, don't that. Mean, I mean, from an action level. No, but I yeah. mean, what's brilliant about it? It is grounded. Like, while it's fantastical in its like underground society of fifty percent of the world's population are assassins. Is, are assassins, yeah. and there's, you know, a bartering system with coins and getting branded and <laughs> and, and 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 stuff like that. It, it never once doesn't feel grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, even though now they wear like beautifully tailored suits, which are, are bulletproof. bulletproof, which you is just high behind your sleeve. It's and you're so flying. good, man. Just so like, I fucking great. love that. Um, yeah. So brilliant, man. I, 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 I just laughed throughout the film in, in that same sense that when you're on a ride, uh, like a roller coaster and mm-hmm. like the pure joy and maybe it's a bit of fear, it's a bit of adrenaline, but you just start laughing. That, yeah. type, that was me during John Wick. Just just so many uh, oof moments or just like hell yeah dude moments did you enjoy um, Mr. Nobody he was fine he's to me was like the weakest part I think yeah right to me I was just like I, I guess his motivations were the least clear out of everyone I mean I was trying to think about that he seemed to have a ledger in his 
he had that little diary that was like uh, you know Ellie's well, he, so notebook from uh, Last of Us. Was but I noticed all, he he didn't want to take out John. He wanted to raise John Wick's um, yeah uh, ransom to take that exactly. Yeah, to me he was very like uh, he was like rugged Wick. He had the dog. Yeah, but he was also like kind of I wanted a bit more though. I'm sure he was introduced for that very reason to yeah. get more later. He was like um, outdoor type John Wick. He's and the end of his story is weird. Him just like drinking a beer with his dog on the bench. Yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't. No. Whereas uh, like Donnie Yen made a lot of sense and you're just like, yeah. the, the great thing about Keanu and John Wick's age is you're allowed to just throw in characters that, it, you know, reinforce the fact he's had like a very long career. Yeah. I'm, I'm still curious because we, I, I rewatched all f- f- uh, the, the one to three in the lead up of four. The oeuvre. Their oeuvre. And we're constantly told about this like one last job that John Wick did that got him out of the game. Oh. I still don't know what it is. I hope we don't, they don't make that into no, a No, but I'm just like, I thought we we're going to see that in four. I have it referenced. But the best thing about not knowing what it is, is that you can keep introducing characters that are attached to it. Yep. And are using it as like a, you know, grounding point for their relationship with John. Yeah. So Dude, I love it. Like Keanu Reeves says less in this film than he has in any of the others. And, 50% of his lines are yeah. Just, yeah. And it, it, it fucking rules. It's so good. It's He's so good, man. He has so much fun with this movie. I love him yeah, so yeah. much. And there was just like, I, I love the stories that come out around this film. Like there was a little viral clip this week of them shooting that awesome sequence. It's like akin to that, like Abbott and Costello. Oh no, Laurel and Hardy scene where they're on the steps in like, a ho- you know, somewhere in Los Angeles and like they're pushing a piano up and it's going down. Like, you know, that old, like, classic, yeah. like, and he's got that, that that sequence in him in, like, Paris at the end where they're going up the steps and he keeps falling to air. But he's helping the crew just carry everything up, oh, like, man. after the shot. And the crew's trying to take it off him. And he's like, Mm-mm. and he's just got, like, huge boxes in his full makeup, his suit, everything. Just, like, the dude who's always helping out on sets and yeah. buying everyone, like, motorbikes and Nerf guns and stuff. I, I, I hope he gets something else as cool as John Wick next. Like, I mean... That was what happened when John Wick happened. Everyone was like, oh, I'm so glad Keanu's got this because he's yeah. got such good will. John like, Wick is so responsible for this like third wave comeback. Do you remember like the glow up? Yeah, like when it was like, I think it was like in between John Wick 1 and 2 or whatever. And then it was, we got Bill and Ted's yeah. reunion. That sucked. And he's then, great in um, Toy Story 4 as uh, Duke. Yeah, like, sure. The Canadian yeah, yeah. Uh, action figure. The um, And I, I know his parts were fine, but obviously Cyberpunk wasn't initially well received at all. No. But I, I hope that, his enthusiasm like, alone, though, it was just like yeah. Awesome the press surrounding work. that was so. Well, that added to why it didn't live yeah. up to people's expectations, and led to a great meme with the small Keanu. Yes, yeah. I, I think he's great. I want the best for Keanu, and I just want to see him in more things. Yeah, we're just only saying yeah. Hundred percent. No one Less says lines. the word. I want it to be non-verbal by the end of it. Yeah. Um. So we've still got way more to talk about. We'll jump into this week's pay fam. Uh, if you want to hear more. Of us just talking shit talk and shot. John Wickerverse. John Wickerverse. But we're going to talk about uh, the return of, uh, you know, these, the disgusting brothers themselves, oh, Tom and Greg. It, We've yes. got Succession has started. Uh, we're going to talk about... Succession uh, season four. You watched the first... Like, yeah, we did a flip. You, I, I'd watched John Wick four yeah. and you'd watch Succession. It's, it's all about fours, baby. One and series four. if you want to hear more, you just head over to patreon.com slash heyfam. You sign the fuck up. It's the end of the month. You're gonna you're gonna get access to hundreds of episodes. Uh, download them all. Sell your phone. Uh, you know, unsubscribe. It's gonna be like Flappy Bird. You're gonna have one of the only devices yep. <laughs> with the Canberra episode on there. Maybe <laughs> that, that that's gonna outbid anything on Flappy Bird. But uh, yeah, you may be noticing we're going a little quick. Levens is going away, but we still want to give you guys content. We are banking some good shit. We're banking today. some apps. We I, I 
yeah, we're going to do like a bunch of apps, but I'm not sure if we're, there'll be some pay fam for a while. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. You're, you're, but you're if you want to catch up with good. HeyFam, you're going to be joining the HeyFam Discord if you sign up for $5 a month where Levens and I will be giving you a virtual... Uh, yeah, well, you, you, if you want my fucking, the updates from my Japan trip, yeah. say no more, fam. I'm going to start a channel also, where every uh, day I'm going to be dropping pics. Noon and I will be doing the much, uh, much, much, much anticipated renovations reaction episode while you're away. So it's that'll a good, be PayFam It's fam a really exclusive. good time to join PayFam, I yeah. think. So head over to patreon.com. Who knows how fam. many episodes of renovations reactions we'll be doing? Could be one, could be five. Is that how many episodes I, they're making? I don't know. I'd say like ten. I mean, I'm not doing a reaction. I mean, you know, I'll probably be in I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. 10, 10 episodes. Of, uh, of and we're, we're probably known. not doing Hey FM, we've realized. Who cares? Yeah, we don't care. We have, Hit we're, stop. Let's talk. Yeah, it's, it's PayFam time. Come over to patreon.com slash HeyFam. $5 a month. Best five bucks you Wear your best spent. bulletproof suit and come get shot. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.